Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian, Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 13. This is a series where I chat with a diverse group of Whistler kids who grew up in our small Canadian mountain town. From actors to Olympians, business leaders to DJs, a lot of talent has come out of Whistler. Today, I chat with our fourth Whistler kid. Let me introduce episode 14's guest that we'll be dropping in with. In 2011, she was a finalist on a TV show called Cover Me Canada. Not only is she a singer-songwriter, she's also an actor having parts in TV series such as Supernatural, When Calls the Heart, and Dark Matter, just to name a couple. She's the voice of Princess Ember in My Little Pony. You can follow her on Spotify and listen to Criminals and Dreamers, which accumulated nearly 9 million streams. I'm happy to introduce this daughter, singer-songwriter, actor, friend, and Whistler kid, Allie Milner. Do we call you Willa or do we call you Allison? Or it's Alexandra is my full length. But, Alexandra. Um, but uh, you can call me Allie Willa Milner. Like Willa is my middle name anyways. And, and st- is that your stage name? Is that what you go yeah, with? Okay. Yeah. So as a like my artist page on Spotify is Willa. Like my acting credits have been Willa Milner for the okay. last while. So yeah, but you're welcome to say Allie Willa Milner because everyone in Whistler knows me as Allie. Um, okay. So I'm going to get right into it. And I start the podcast with a rapid fire. Love it. Okay. Right. Ooh, let's see. <laughs> okay. Number one, singing or acting? Singing. I figured you would say that. <laughs> Number two, first Whistler memory. Um, my first Whistler memory was probably meeting uh, it was being like in the hot tub, which was like on this rock on our property because my house was built on a rock. And okay. I just remember being there. <laughs> nice. That sounds good. At any like age. <laughs> yeah. And like leaping into the snow as a little kid, you know? Yes. Okay. Number three, where do most of your Whistler friends live now? I would say that most live in Vancouver, probably. In Vancouver? Yeah. Good answer. Number five. Now, I don't know that you grew up on the mountains because you're a little younger than I am, but you did grow up in the era where you had to choose between Whistler or Blackcomb. Yes. Yes, I did. Which one would you choose? Whistler. I was walking distance from it. So I like knew, well, I, I say new because I know some stuff has been opened up, but I knew that mountain like the back of my hand. Yes. And did you ski or snowboard? This is just me asking. Ski. Yeah. yeah. I was, okay. I knew how to snowboard, but always ski. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Number five right now, who is your favorite performer? 
Oh, performer, like of any medium? Yeah, that's why I, I didn't say like singer or actor. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Well, this isn't the most rapid answer. Um, no, that's okay. Probably Gordon Ramsay. Oh, <laughs> he <laughs> is been, quite the performer. He is. I mean, we've been, I've been watching a lot of MasterChef, like America, and everything about like he's harsh, but he's real. But and he'll support you when you and he'll give to. I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan. <laughs> That's awesome. I did not see that one coming. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. Did I. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when you're like put on the spot. Some of these questions, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not asking myself. Yeah, like favorite band. Like, I am I if I'm asked favorite anything, I forget everything I've ever yes. consumed. Same, know? same, same. Yeah. Okay, number six. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry to ask this now. Don't what is your go-to Spotify playlist? Oh, um, I love New Music Friday. New, New Music Friday. Yeah, both the Canada and the American playlist. I just every week it's um. It's exciting. I love to discover new music and to kind of be inspired. So uh, that's my favorite spot to go. I feel like the listeners will take a lot. I mean, now I'm going to go listen to that too. So thank you on that on that one. No problem. I mean, it's a big thing in the music industry. Everyone's like, oh, New Music Friday's out. Like, did you get on New Music Friday? Like, it's very exciting. Okay, cool, cool. Number seven, what was the last project that you worked on? Just anything. Um, you know what? I've been doing a lot of voiceover um, lately for advertising. Not uh, animation as much, but um, I just booked a U.S. voiceover campaign. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say what for, but that was exciting and um, will be f- fun to hear it on the TV sometime. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't wait to get into how you got into voiceover yeah, after the rapid fire. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, number eight. What is what was your favorite class in high school? Um, my favorite class was Miss Rybar's English Lit class. Oh, good. I'm answer. a big reader, and she like found so much meaning to things that I had never even scratched the surface of, you know, or wouldn't. So, yeah. Yes. Who was your homeroom teacher? Do you remember? Miss Rybar was mine. That's why I remember. Oh, she would like good. bake a cake every birthday. Oh, she was the most <laughs> lovely woman. I, um, I think she might have been at, at some point, but to be honest, I can't really remember, which That's trips fair. me out. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It's I really know. Weird. A lot has happened. Lot. Okay, number nine. Where's the first place you go when you come back to Whistler? I guess it depends on the season. I mean, my the first place across the board would be Jesse Braidwood's house. Okay. <laughs> She's my best friend. And like, even though we've grown up, like I'm a big city girl in Toronto and she uh, is the mountain, like angel goddess. Um, she's, we're still like, she's like my family. So going to her place is like a very special starting point for sure. Awesome. Okay. And uh, number 10, <whistles> Whistler. Or Toronto? Oh. Oh. I feel like I'm going to be <laughs> excommunicated. <laughs> I'm going to have to say Toronto because my whole family's here. My parents moved back even. Like, I was born here and then okay. raised in Whistler 
from a baby. Yeah. And my aunts, uncles, cousins, my sisters, and my nieces and nephews, like it's the place now where I get to spend time with them. And I love Whistler, but living in Toronto has been extremely fulfilling for me. That's wild. I didn't know your whole family moved back to Toronto. Yeah, even my brother moved back a couple years before I did. Okay, so your whole family is in Toronto. How often do you get back? That was all the rapid fire, but I'm just now intrigued. Oh, yeah, fair. I had um, Peter Harvey in episode 12, and obviously he lives in Toronto as well. And but he comes back every year for the uh, Whistler Film Festival, so at least get a glimpse of him. Did he say Toronto or Whistler? I I didn't know they were they were all they were all different questions. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I have to ask him that. (laughs) (laughs) I throw out some like pretty tough questions, and I apologize, but oh, don't apologize. There are things that like obviously this has led into another conversation. So Yeah. yeah, of course you would choose Toronto if your whole family's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, Toronto has truly surprised me with the, and Ontario in general, with the natural beauty that's here. Mm -hmm. Um, These lakes are, the the lakes here are pretty extraordinary and they look like the ocean and it's super trippy. And I don't know, I've found some amazing little corners of this city and province. And I, yeah, I'm pretty dazzled by it, to be honest. But of course, I mean, I miss Whistler and I miss my friends who are my chosen family. And, you know, (laughs) so there's all that. Can we take a moment to understand how much warmer the lakes in Ontario are than Whistler? Yeah. Like game changer. (laughs) It's crazy. So when my parents moved back, my sisters were all here. We actually all bought a cottage together. So I get to experience cottage country because my aunt and uncle have a cottage up there and da da da. And so it's become this big, hilarious thing where like we're all on the street. Like there's a million family members. Um, And the lake, it's on Georgian Bay, but it's a smaller, shallow bay. It gets warm as bath water. I know. Extraordinary. It's so different than growing. So I grew up partly in Toronto. In age of twelve, I moved to Whistler. So crazy. And honestly, I grew up at summer camp in Toronto. And going from that lake to our glacier fred waters here, I like still have trouble getting in the water here. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when we were like, oh, it's so warm today, whereas that warm in Whistler would be like the, ooh, that's refreshing here. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally, totally, totally. Okay, so thank you for doing my rapid fire. I think our listeners learned more about you for sure. (laughs) One thing I I hope to get out of this is obviously your career has been amazing. You have dabbled in singing, songwriting, and I remember hearing you in Whistler when you were super young, and you're so talented. Thank you. And I'm wondering what makes Whistler kids pursue their passion so hard and and what brings that out. So let's just get like a little roundup of kind of how you started singing, songwriting, especially in Whistler where obviously we're more more known for athletes, but I did want to diversify and jump into – everyone else that has been super successful in Whistler? Yeah, you know, I, that's a great question. And I've often thought about that and wondered that because, you know, there are some people that have pursued some surprising careers and done very well and so on and so forth. I mean, in Whistler, 
it all started with singing when I, at Myrtle Phillip, I joined the choir there and um, figured out I could sing because I didn't before. I was probably nine and I was like, oh, this is fun. And, <laughs> you know, I started becoming the O Canada girl of all the sporting events in Whistler, like all the Whistler Cups and, uh, you know, I even sang O Canada at the Paralympic closing ceremonies, the Paralympic Games. And um, so I don't know. I, and then I started getting like, booked for um you know corporate events as a piano player and a singer and da 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 and that like I took piano lessons and it just all started becoming part of like my work and yeah. then I you know you I wanted to write songs that felt like mine <laughs> so it's sort of diving to that uh it, it's almost like the rest is history it's like it all just sort of fell into place and I mean why is Whistler part of that? Like, I think Whistler is a town that's full of passion. Everyone that's there mm -hmm. is there by a very specific and deliberate and intentional choice, including families, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think that like the parents that choose to build the life there instill that in their children. And mm -hmm. maybe that's why we're, it's, cause it's all about like just living life to the fullest there. Maybe that's part of it. I, I don't know. That. Yeah. Living life to the fullest for sure. It's very true. It's just like, I guess you got an opportunity and it, it has to be obviously natural talent that you have. And, and that's what I had in snowboarding. But mm. what I'm just trying to like figure out, you know, like we were so young when all of this all happened, right? That yeah. for me personally, when I started competing in snowboarding, it was a no brainer. It was just yeah. what I was going to do, and I kept doing it for over 20 years, which is yeah. very long if you think about it. But yeah, I mean, Time same same as you. And I and uh, on the next episode that's coming out, uh, Jenna Romanen, she's been in the oh, acting amazing. business for um, for 10 years, and now she's finally taking a little break. And it's just like, what drives us? to pursue this passion and 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 you're right our yeah. parents definitely helped shape us in in the way that we are i think our teachers also helped yeah. shape us a little bit yeah it's like you know living with intention is a really clear thing there like don't waste a beautiful day get up the mountain sort of thing and i think that that mindset and skill set that you kind of develop because of that mindset maybe starts to you know inspire the other corners of our lives. Yeah, so true. So how did you, you went from singing O Canada to creating your own songs. Yeah. When did you leave Whistler? Did you move to Vancouver first? Yeah, I moved to Vancouver first. So I mean, a lot of my music lessons growing up were actually in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to say, did you learn how to play piano in Whistler? Because I don't know that that's a thing. It, well, I did start there and then I moved the lessons to Vancouver and I ended up um, doing uh, Vancouver Children's Choir as well, okay. which was is a big part of my training as a singer, um, just because it was a, you know, really highly regarded choir and my mom was willing to drive me there every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every it's, the same, it's the same as Peter um, with hockey. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I was there like I missed school every single Wednesday from like probably 11 to graduation and which was kind of crazy. And um, yeah, 
well, I guess like, yeah, it was just, um, took all my lessons there. And then when I was 19, I decided to move there full time because I was just mm-hmm. back and forth so often. And, um, yeah. And then I was there until 2000, sorry, Remy <laughs> snorted. I'm not sure if you can hear that. <laughs> that was um, awesome. <laughs> and then I was in Vancouver f- until 2017, at which time I moved here to Toronto. Wow. And then when did, where did the voiceover, um, part become another thing. thing that you added to your repertoire? Well, good, good question. I, I always, always wanted to get into it, but I never really knew where to start, but I started getting like rec- recommended to studios to sing on jingles, for okay. commercials and stuff like that. And when I was there, I would say, how do I get into ad- to like voiceover work? Da, 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 da. And one studio who I went, who were so good to me. They um, helped me record a voiceover demo and started bringing me in for auditions. And then I booked a couple jobs, um, advertising. And, you know, at that point I had decided I wanted to try acting as well, which I like emailed every agent, acting agent in Vancouver, and then just started auditioning. I probably should have taken some lessons first. (laughs) 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 So, you know, the lessons learned from that, but, um, there was a voice department there and then the voice agent there took me on. So again, it was just like my main motto in life has become a couple of things. Okay. Just start. Yeah. I don't know where to start. It's like, start somewhere like, you know, learn like YouTube, how to build a voice demo, ask your friends, ask anyone that might have a connection. If you know, Peter probably knows people at an ad house. I do, you know what I mean? Like it's just about starting. And then my second like whole life mantra is fake it till you make it. Just like, you know, which also is coming in the mindset, like I deserve to request these favors and opportunities and, mm-hmm. and you know, I am worthy of that. Even, even if it's like faking your <laughs> internal confidence. Amazing. Those are such good tidbits, honestly. <laughs> and I had Tara Sloan on, who's a, a broadcaster uh, in the first series. And it's the same thing. I'm like, how did you get from a singer to a rock singer to broadcaster. And she's like, I just dove in. I just went for it. And I was you like, you just got to start. That's, that's the point. That's for sure. Huge. And it's, and it's scary getting out of your comfort zone for sure, but it's always worth it. It's always worth even it. Even if it's, you fail, that's, that's e- the big part. E- even if you fail, even if you end up somewhere you never anticipated, mm-hmm. like, you know, like me doing a podcast right now. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's beautiful. You never know. Like it's yeah. so exciting. So you were on shows like Supernatural and the one that got me where I was like very confused. I started watching a Hallmark TV show thinking it was a movie on Netflix and it's called What Calls the Heart. I know the one very well. (laughs) You know how you get hooked on Netflix shows? I got hooked on it. I don't know why. Great show. And then I saw your face and I was like – Snapchatting the Bembo girls because I was like, wait, am I going crazy or is that Allie Milner with That's a baby so. in her hands on the show? <laughs> a 12-pound baby gets heavy really fast, just FYI. <laughs> Especially so when it's someone else's baby because you don't want to drop it. <laughs> yes. It was so wild to see your face on that show. I was not expecting it. How, how has it been being on all of these shows? 
It's so fun. You know what? Honestly, I always, always, always wanted to be in TV and movies and all these things. Like I want, you know, Hermione was my ultimate role and then the movies were made and I was like, ah, devastated. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's the one that I, it's always such a pleasant surprise when I get to do that work because for me, singing comes very naturally and I started training for it very, very early. And so my skills I'm very confident in and acting Mm -hmm. is this really exciting, terrifying thing. Like really, like when you think about it, you're pretending believably to be someone else in front of a bunch of people. And it's super easy to feel totally ridiculous and embarrassed. And so it's something like, it's a beautiful challenge and it's just something I love to do um, because it doesn't come naturally to me. And, uh, and I love watching film and television. So it's just an exciting, incredible world to be a part of when I get to be part of it. So yeah. Oh, good. So good. I, I mean, obviously Whistler is very proud to have you uh-huh. and we probably still call you ours, I would say. You hey, grew up here. I was there for <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, Allie, um, how I round off the show is I give the audience, our listeners, uh, the takeaways that I've learned from our, our very quick but very informative conversation. Great. So, and, then, and then you can add to it for sure. Okay. What I what I got from like growing up in Whistler is that you had an opportunity to sing Oh Canada, you know? Oh, yes. And then that opportunity just caused that natural talent to just fold and and unravel and become this obviously amazing, gorgeous singing voice, which you can all hear on Spotify. Yes. <laughs> um, but again, it came down to people coming to Whistler, for instance, our parents and with a reason and a passion and living every, every moment with meaning while you're here and not taking it for granted, which, um, which a lot of us do. A lot of us do take things for granted. I Um, sure did for a long time. I was like, people would say, what a beautiful view. I'd be like, what? It's just, I know. (laughs) I know. And now I like you. And then again, in the previous ones, we talked about leaving Whistler and then coming back and appreciating it so much more. Totally. Yeah. Um, I did really love your two mantras, which was <laughs> number one, just start, and number two, fake it till you make it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's very true that us Whistler kids like a very good challenge. Yeah, most definitely. That's a really great point. <laughs> That's yes. a point that you made. <laughs> yeah. Good, good picking up on that. I didn't even think of it as a point, but yeah, yeah. so true. You like yeah, acting as a challenge. Is there anything that you think you would add to like growing up in Whistler? Um, how that shaped you? I mean, you know, there's a pretty extraordinary thing to like for for my graduating class to have been probably 75, 80% of the same kids that I met in first grade. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think that it was like, we are so fortunate to come from a place that is a small town mentality, but with a global like experience possibility, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And meeting all the people that come in from different places and, um, but still having the, the locals there around us. So yeah, yeah, it's just a pretty, it's a one of a kind place. It is. And I, I, I do want to add on that because I am so grateful for like our group of friends, your group of friends, my group of friends. Yeah. Because I think that they keep us so grounded. Most definitely. You know, we're not like 
flaunting everything that we have in people's faces. We're still trying to learn from it and challenge ourselves. Yeah, there's there's a genuine air about the people that I know from growing up in Whistler. Good people. All good people. Thank you so much for being on Dropping In. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, it is my pleasure. Thanks for asking me to be part of it. Drop in next Thursday as we chat with our fifth Whistler Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.